Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Well, we are three weeks from the NFL draft, so we are going to talk a lot, obviously, about the draft here. Again today, um, I am going to give you my top five prospects at defensive tackle, um, linebacker, and safety. We're going to round out the defense, and then we're going to go over the defense in general and um, see where we're going to you know, stack up where we obviously need some players because... That's where we took the biggest beat in terms of free agency was on our defense. Um, then we're going to definitely, for sure, go over my top five again for right now if we were to pick at number 10. And I think now we can kind of... I, last year I did a lot of mock drafts. I've seen 10 million mock drafts. If you want to see a mock draft, you can just Google. You'll get a billion responses. I think I have a pretty good idea of the guys that are more than likely going to go inside the top 10. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to have a realistic expectation of what or who we could select with that 10th pick if we choose to stay there. And remember, it takes two to tango. You need a team to want to come up. So um, we'll go over all of that. But first, let's just get into it. Let's get into the top five prospects at defensive tackle. I think this is probably the one that a lot of fans are going to want to know the most because my guess is this would be if you ask the Eagles what they need the most, they probably believe they need to get a defensive tackle in this draft. You can't go into a draft thinking that because we've done that before a wide receiver and we saw how Jalen Rager turned out, right? You can't go in there thinking that. Remember, the draft is for the future. It's not for tomorrow. So, um, or not for the present. I'm sorry. So regardless though, it's not like this is a stretch. The number one defensive tackle on my board, and if he's there at 10, they're going to take him, is Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is probably the best player in the draft. Now, Jalen Carter has some issues, obviously, you know, off-the-field issues. I'm sure he's off a lot of teams' draft boards. You know, he uh, went to his pro day and was overweight. Um, didn't have a stellar effort there. He is not taking visits to teams that aren't picking inside the top 10. You know, there's a lot of things he's doing here that could scare you. Uh, and again, I haven't spoken. I I don't know anybody. Like, I can't tell you what Jalen or who Jalen Carter is. I mean, you can look at the things that have happened and make a determination, sure. But I mean, the Eagles definitely had a visit with him. They have spoken to him. So my belief is once you have him in the building, you're able to actually talk to him. You're going to see if, is he going to be able to be a professional? Because if he is, this guy is, if you got him at 10, you stole the draft. You're literally getting the number one overall player at 10. So Jalen Carter comes in at 10, or comes in at number one. Now, number two for me, and this guy is somebody I really like, and he is um, from Michigan, and that's Mazzie Smith. So let me tell you this. Uh, if you go on to read about him, what you're going to be told is he's an interior offense or a defense lineman, right? He, uh, let's just see here. Yeah, Mazzie. So I wanted to pull up his profile. They think that he's more or less going to be a nose tackle because he's, you know, 6'3", 330 in terms of weight. He played like 50 snaps a game last year for uh, Michigan. 
This isn't like Jordan Davis, who was playing in the 20s. Mazzy Smith could come in, and he can play for you tomorrow, and he could start, and he could play on the defensive line. He does not have to play nose tackle. He could play either defensive tackle position as well. Three technique, five technique, one, like whatever. He can play all over the defensive line. This guy is really good. Really good. I think he's the second best defensive tackle in this draft. I know he's not being talked about as if he's the second best defensive tackle in the draft, but in my opinion, he is the second best defensive tackle in this draft. Now, number three, I went with Brian Breesey. Brian Breesey, when he came out of high school, was the number one overall player, by the way, which is wild to think. But, uh, you know, he's 6'5, 300 pounds, ran a 4'8. He's a good athlete. I mean, he was the top recruit of the 2020 class. Um, he can't, he had an ACL tear, which kind of obviously slowed him down a little bit there in college. But Brian Breesey is really, really good. Again, I'm not taking him at 10, but if he was there at 30, yeah, for sure. I don't foresee that, but that would be what I would do. Then fourth, um, now fourth is tough. I went with Kalijah Kansi at fourth. And again, I know a couple weeks ago I had him in my top five guys to pick a 10. Then you start watching some more film. You start reading more things. You start looking for more things. He's a little undersized, sure. Another guy from Pitt who played defensive tackle was undersized. That guy turned out to be pretty damn good. His name's Aaron Donald. Um, an exceptional athlete. He ran a 4 6 7 40. And that's out of this planet. Good. He had a 92.4 pass rushing grade this past fall from Pro Football Focus. This guy's really, really good. If he's there at 30, the Eagles will absolutely 100% jump at him. The only way they wouldn't is if Jalen Carter fell to 10. I guarantee it. I don't see Mazzy Smith getting to 30. I don't. Breesey and, and, and Kalijah Kansi are, you know, possibilities. But let's just say you get out of those guys. Like, what are you thinking then at 62? Like, who are the guys that you could potentially select at 62? And, you know... The kid from Wisconsin, Keanu Brooks, or Keanu Brooks, Keanu Benton, he's probably going to be the guy, and he's really good. If you watch his tape, he's just, he's that typical, solid Wisconsin offense or defense lineman. You know, we got one in the seventh round years and years ago, played on our Super Bowl team, and this guy was exceptional in his role, being your third defensive tackle, and his name was Bo Allen. This guy is a better version of Bo Allen, and I mean that as the ultimate compliment, because Bo Allen was a success, man. Keanu, uh, Keanu Benton is somebody, if we get him at 62, that's a grand slam. Um, other guys I, I do like in this draft, Carl Brooks from Bowling Green, really, really like him. And Jaqueline Roy from LSU, he's another guy. You know, it, it, like he's got all the measurables. I'm telling you this right now. He's a guy that if you get him, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know how far he falls in this draft, really. Like, I don't know if he's late in the third round. I think he's going to be, he could possibly go in the second round. I'm telling you, if teams watch his film, he's going to go up draft boards, and I, and they do. And that's why, like, when you see the, the draft boards, a lot of these guys, sometimes it, it goes out of crazy order because, you know, teams get opinions on guys, and that's what, like, if somebody likes him enough, they're not going to sit there and take a chance that he's going to fall to the third or fourth round. I can just promise you that. Now it's safety. Um, no, we'll go linebacker. How about that? Linebacker first. Because again, I don't see a, for, a foresee a situation where we're talking about the Eagles picking a linebacker anytime early in this draft. I really don't. I don't think it's even possible. But if they were to somebody fall in their lap, 
I think Jack Campbell from Iowa is probably the best linebacker. He's a legit, just straight-up middle linebacker. Uh, Drew Sanders from Arkansas, he's an outside linebacker. He kind of, but I mean, he had 11 sacks last year, so he was an outside, kind of rush-the-passer type linebacker. He'd have to play off the ball in the NFL for the Eagles especially. He could definitely do it. Um, Diane Henley from Washington State was three. He's a converted wide receiver, I believe. So you know he's got some athleticism to him. Fourth, this guy I really like, he's just undersized, is Avon Pace Jr. from Cincinnati. This guy's excellent, man. He, he's one of those guys where, let me tell you this, if the Eagles get him, now this one's possible. They could possibly get Avon Pace um, in like the fourth round. And again, trades happen. Remember, we, we could talk about the rounds, and I know you could sit there and tell me where the Eagles pick in each round. It doesn't matter. If they make a trade back, whatever, you are going to see them acquire more draft picks than they have currently. But going back to Pace, he'll be a guy we all love. Like, he is an absolute just, he's, throw his tape or his, like, measurables and all that crap out the window. Watch his tape. This guy is around the football. He plays hard. I'm telling you, he'd be a guy, this this city in Philadelphia, he'd be somebody we would love to watch play football. I'm telling you. I really, I really, really like Avon Pace Jr. And number five, number five for me is, again, is he the fifth best linebacker in the draft now? But I'm putting him fifth here because I just want to talk about somebody who you could potentially get maybe way later in the draft. And that's Aubrey Miller from Jackson State. Yeah, that's Deion Sanders, you know, his former school. This guy's like, he's undersized, but he's a really good athlete. And that's a guy I think later, later in the draft, if he's there, you get a guy like this. I'm telling you, he could be a guy that he could flash it on special teams. You finally give him a shot on the field. And he could be like a Christian Ellis where you're like, you know, what? I could see this guy potentially playing. So those are my five linebackers. And then at safety, um, number one by a Miles Brian Branch from Alabama. This Again, he's got he's like a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson type player, except he's a more sure tackler. Two, Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Um, he's really going to be a play at 62, by the way. I, I like this guy. I really do. Um, he's physical, and he's another guy. He could guard in the slot if you need him to. Definitely could guard tight ends. Three, I have Jamie Robinson from Florida he's, uh, Florida State. He's a legit, just like a too high safety type guy. Like, he's a safety. He reminds me more of like a Marcus Epps type player. Um, fourth, I went with Jordan Battle, the other Alabama safety. This guy started four years at Alabama. That's all you got to know. Like, I've watched him, his film. He's, he's solid. Again, it reminds me again a little bit more of Marcus Epps. But he started at Alabama for four years. Let that sink in. And then fifth, I went with, instead of Sidney Brown from Illinois, I went with Jair Brown from Penn State. This guy has a way of turning the ball over. He may not be your prototypical, you know, deep safety. He's going to probably have to play in the box more than anything. But he has a knack of making turnovers happen. I really like Jair Brown. So those are the prospects, again, at you know, for the rounding out of the defense. Like, uh, Like I said, next week we'll get more into the offense. Again, there's only three weeks till the draft. But those are your t- my top five at each one of those pros- uh, positions. And again, top five in quotations. I mean, like I said, linebacker, I kind of stretched uh, there at the end because I just wanted to give us more realistic guys potentially that we could potentially pick. Now, let's talk about the actual defense. We've gone over all the prospects, but what does this team actually need? Right now, on to, at the defensive end position, we're set up. And I'm talking... D end slash stand up outside linebacker, rush linebacker, whatever. Son Reddick's got two years left on his deal. Josh Sweat, two years left on his deal. Brandon Graham's on a one year deal. Derek Barnett's on a one year deal. But we have four guys who you could play tomorrow. 
I know Barnett is a big question, obviously coming off an injury, but for sure, Graham, Sweat, and Redick. This draft, the defensive ends aren't probably... It's it's not the number one position in the draft, let's just say that. I don't think the move to take a defensive end... And, I, and again, we're going to hear a name, the kid from Iowa, Lucas Van Ness... That's going to be it because he's got versatility. He could play outside. He could play inside, which I, I get it in a way. I don't think he's a 10th overall pick, good guy. But, I mean, hey, so be it, whatever. But, I mean, the Eagles definitely want to address defensive end. But, again, the big and more important thing here is they have two years left with Redick and Sweat. So, here's my thing. Let's just say a 10, Tyree Wilson's in there. You pick Tyree Wilson. Okay, great. Where's he playing? Well, he's rotating. Okay. Now again, I'm, I just, we've talked about it before. You're always an injury away, which is more than valid. Derek Barnett this whole year missed. Brandon Graham last year, the whole year missed. You know what I mean? You're always an injury away from having somebody needing to play. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Somebody at 10, you want him to potentially have an impact on the team this season. I know you're not drafting for this season, but you don't want to pick somebody at 10 overall and they're riding the bench the whole season. Remember, the, you, know, you only got a short-term te- uh, deal with the player himself. You know what I mean? You don't want to just punt a year with a guy you picked 10th overall. That's why I think, like I said, th- this thing leans more towards defensive tackle because if you get a Jalen Carter, he's starting. You know, that, that's, that's not even a question. And at defensive tackle, the rotation isn't as solidified. Like, you're not in the fourth quarter going, we can't take Sweat or Reddick off the field. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, you want those guys on the field on your defensive ends. And you're rushing the quarterback. But at defensive tackle, like, Fletcher now is definitely a rotational player. Um, Jordan Davis, obviously, he's we clearly saw it. I mean, he doesn't have a gas tank yet. You know, Milton Williams, these are all rotational players. You have no problem inserting a guy like Jalen Carter because he becomes your overall best defensive tackle tomorrow. Mazzy Smith, same thing. So that's why a guy like those guys at 10 make a little bit more sense because they're going to have an immediate impact on this team. Not saying the defensive end potentially wouldn't, like I said, but it's going to take an injury for them to have a, a major impact versus a defensive tackle who's just automatically going to have a major impact. But that's definitely an area of concern. We are not good at defensive tackle. Like I said, it's Cox, Williams, and, and Jordan Davis. You know what I mean? Like, Marlon Tuipiloto, um, not really like ideal guys. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Now, um, linebacker. See, I like the linebackers. I know a lot of people are scared. Like they're they're worried about Nicobe. Nicobe Dean. Don't be worried about. This guy is a bona fide winner. He's a hard worker. He's a winner. I have no issues, no worries, no qualms. I think he is an improvement over what we had at. Uh, linebacker last season. I'm not one single bit worried about N'Kobe Dean. Now, the other linebacker spot, sure, it is a question mark. Christian Ellis has never played. I can like him. Doesn't mean you could trust it, though. Just because you like somebody doesn't mean you know, you're know you not in the business of looking for an upgrade. There are still linebackers out there in free agency, by the way. So, uh, again, I'm not ruling out the potential that the draft comes and the Eagles then make a move post-draft at linebacker. I'm really not. And again, Anthony Morrow, his contract is literally no money guaranteed. He's taking a big chance. He bet on himself. He, but again, this guy led the Bears in tackles last year. 
He could clearly play. And he fits the mold of what they like. He's a safety converted linebacker, which was Nate Gary. They tried that with. It didn't work, but it worked last year with Kaiser White. That's what they like at that outside linebacker position. Weak side linebacker, as they call it. Now, at corner, we're pretty good, obviously. It's starting. I mean, you can't beat Bradbury, Maddox, and Slay if they're healthy. That issue is Maddox has a problem staying healthy. And, you know, Slay and Bradbury are in their 30s. And who's behind them? Well, Greedy Williams and Zach McPherson. Are you comfortable with that? Probably not. That's why if, let's just say, Devin Witherspoon. They like him. Let's just say they like him. He's there at 10. I could see a situation where the Eagles pick him, and they go, okay, we're going to move Maddox back. I really do. I could see that happening so much. I, I have almost no doubts that that's possible. I don't think they're going. And again, you're picking him because then he gets to play Devin Witherspoon, and then eventually he goes to the outside for Slayer Bradbury. That would be the move. But that's really it. I mean, I think you do want to address corner. I think in this draft, you can get a really good corner late in the second round, maybe early third round. A guy I like, I'm really starting to like is Riley Moss from, from Iowa. I mean, watched him a bunch. I think he is a gamer. I think he has versatility too. I think he could definitely, if you needed him to play safety, a la like Gardner Johnson, he could do it. But he's a good corner, man. He, and it, again, if he goes to that safety spot, he's playing essentially a hybrid slot position. He could definitely be a guy who could do that as well. And then at safety, obviously, obviously the Eagles need safety. We know that. Right now, your starters are Reed Blankenship and Terrell Edmonds. You know, you, you could, yeah, Justin Evans, okay, Kayvon Wallace, uh, you know what I mean? It's not terrible. You can line up at safety. But if I know what the Eagles want to do at defense, they're going to try to upgrade at least one of those positions. And that's why a guy like Brian Branch is definitely in play. Is he in play at 10? More than likely not. But for 30, or if he's around that area, I could see a move where they try to go up and just make sure they get somebody like that. Absolutely. But that's what it looks like on defense. I mean, it's not as terrible as probably as people think. And I'm telling you, in this draft, yeah, there's ways that you could address it. And it's not all at the 10th pick. You know what I mean? Like, you can get a really good defensive tackle, like I said, probably at 62. Maybe even later than that. You can get a guy at the end, maybe at 62, maybe a little later than that. Definitely with your 30th pick. I just look at that 10th pick and I go, I want that guy to have an instant impact on my team tomorrow. Last guy we picked at 10, started first, and played every game that season. Name was Devontae Smith. So, what are my who is my current top five for 10? Number one for me remains, and it's been this way for a very long time. And it's I don't foresee any way it's gonna change. Change. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. This guy is an excellent exceptional route runner. I don't care about the, oh, there's not enough footballs argument. Trust me. He'll make sure other guys have, when you're that good, and he's going to win anyway. And if they're playing him one-on-one, we're going to win. You can never have too many weapons at wide receiver. And it makes Jalen Hurts' job so much easier. Now, number two, Jalen Carter. He's the best player in the draft. Overall player probably in the draft. Like I said, I have worries about the off the field stuff, clearly. That's why he is number two. But if he's there, 
again, I, I would say this. If, if Jalen Carter and Jackson Smith and Jigba are there, I'm picking Smith and Jigba, but I know the Eagles are running to the podium and picking Jalen Carter, and I'm not going to be flipping mad about it either. Put it like that. Uh, three, for me, is Bijan Robinson. He's probably, probably right there with Jalen Carter as best player in this draft overall. The issue is he's a running back. But I mean, he's as good a player as there is in the draft. He's an elite player. Like, he is going to be a Pro Bowl player. I would not be... I know people are flipping mad. Oh, how do you take a running back at 10? The Cowboys put, uh, took Ezekiel Elliott at 4 all those years ago. Was that a bad pick? Really? Because to me, it wasn't a bad pick. It was an excellent pick. They had teams good enough to win Super Bowls for four years. It wasn't Ezekiel Elliott's fault. He was an elite-level type player. Bijan Robinson might be better than Ezekiel Elliott was. Think about that. And that guy was special, Elliott. And he proved it in the NFL because he was arguably the best running back in at the top of his game. He was. You couldn't make an argument that he was outside the top two running backs in the NFL at that time. Robinson has top, like, best running back in the NFL potential starting tomorrow. Now, fourth on my board, I'm going with Devin Witherspoon. I know we had Christian Gonzalez. Like, you're thinking about what corner Joey Porter is still my guy. Witherspoon just plays so hard. And then Joey Porter's fifth. Those are the two corners. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I, again, I'm not against the idea of a corner because I just keep thinking in my head, like, we have an opportunity to get the guy who we pick a 10 on the field, number one. And number two, it's like our two corners are over the age of 30, and we've been so fortunate with injuries at that position that eventually, like, you know what I mean? There's just a, such a precipitous drop after our first two guys. Like, I can like Greedy Williams, but he's never proven it. And that's the issue. So those are my top five guys currently at 10. And like I said, wanted to go over what we're going to be looking at. Those are generally probably the guys you're going to be looking at at 10, right? Because let's just go through the draft quick here. Um, you have right now, right? Think about this. You have number one is going to be Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. I guess Anthony Richardson regardless. A quarterback's going one and a quarterback's going two. So either any combination of those three guys, more than likely young, uh, Stroud and Young, are going one-two. Now three, Arizona, more than likely could trade. I could see that happening if somebody really likes Anthony Richardson um, or Will Levis, I guess. If they stay there, what do I think they'll do? I think they'll just be smart and they'll take Will Anderson. I know some people aren't in love with Will Anderson's tape. I tell you this, that guy is a freaking like, hey, he's a winner too. And I could see Arizona just saying, screw it, let's do the smart thing. And if I, hey, Jonathan Gannon thought you didn't need corners to win in the NFL. He was proven wrong, by the way. And I now know he does value that position. So yeah, is it possible they could take a guy like Gonzalez or Witherspoon or Porter? I guess. I don't see it. I think they take Anderson. Fourth, again, the Colts, they're picking a quarterback, right? Locked in. They have no choice. They don't have a quarterback. Unless they make the trade for Lamar, and then if it's the fourth pick going in the Lamar trade, Baltimore needs a quarterback. So, um, fifth, the Seahawks. Let's see, what do they need? Um, 
they could absolutely use interior defense line. They could use exterior defense line. Um, my guess would be if Carter comes off the board, it's got to be there. I don't know how they pass on Jalen Carter. I really don't. Unless they absolutely just passionately hate his interview, then I could see them maybe going to Tyree Wilson. But I, I can't foresee any situation that they would want to pass on a guy like Jalen Carter. Six, the Lions? Well, what do the Lions need? Um, You know, they could definitely use a cornerback. So Christian Gonzalez definitely in play there. Um, We could think about, you know, an edge rusher. They, they they are trying to win on the line. Remember, they're the the draft in twenty twenty. They took Penny Sewell, right? Now last year they they got Jamison Williams. You know they got Adrian or uh, Aiden Hutchinson too, with their first pick, Aiden Hutchinson. So they're picking linemen. I could see them picking another end as well. I really could. Jalen Carter, if he's there, they're going to take him. Um, but Tyree Wilson, I think he's the guy that lines up best for them right now. I really do. I think that's the guy. If, if I was a betting man, I'd say that'd be my number one overall prediction for them. But if it's not him, I could foresee it being a guy like Gonzalez or Witherspoon. Seven, the Raiders. Raiders need corner. Obviously, they need corner. Like, look at their start in corner. They need corner. They're not taking quarterback. They're taking corner. Then you look at the Falcons. They need Edge rushers in the worst way, like the absolute worst way. They could use another wide receiver too, which scares me with Smith and Jigba, and they are a dumb team. You know what I mean? Their last two drafts were Pitts at four and Drake London at eight. You know what I mean? So they'll reach for an outside guy, even though they don't have a quarterback either. So there's two teams that need quarterback. They could use a corner, I guess, to the Falcons or defensive line. And then nine, it's what? The Bears? And the Bears for sure need an offense lineman. I just don't know if they're going to take Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, Scarron. I, I don't know if they'll do it. But I could see like Lucas Van Ness being a guy that they really like because he has versatility on their defensive line. Um, Maybe they take Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy. Somebody like that could come there. So really, you kind of have an idea who the Eagles should have a chance for at 10. My belief is Jackson Smith and Jigba should be there at 10. Um, Somebody could trade up. But Bijan should be there if they want him at 10, you know. Um, obviously, Mazzy Smith will be there, but I don't think they have to do... I wouldn't... Again, I don't know. It depends on what they like. I don't think they're picking him at 10. But um, Skaronsky, you know, the, the tackles will be there if they really want to take an offensive line, which is possible as well. But they're going to really have a chance to pick somebody who's going to be an impact player next season at 10. That's pretty much it for tonight. Uh, we'll, well, like I said, we're three weeks from the draft. Um, next week we'll have a better idea of some more intel on some prospects. We're gonna do our top five wide receivers. I don't know. Do I want to do wide receivers next week? Yeah, we'll do top five wide receivers and top five tight ends. Then the following week we'll finish it with quarterbacks offense alignment, and running backs. So that'll be the, the that. And again, we'll keep doing our top five our, for the, our top five. Actually, you know what? We'll do three next week. We'll do wide receiver, tight end, offense lineman. We'll finish it with quarterbacks. And because again, that's not going to really matter much. Just give you our, my opinion. And 
running back, and then obviously we'll be previewing and doing our predictions the week out of the draft for who the Eagles are going to pick at 10 and 30. That's it. Not a lot of news in terms of transactions this week, but guess what? We are, like I said, three weeks from the draft. It's the best time of the year. Can't wait. Looking so forward to it. And I'm telling you, I think the Eagles are going to have a really good opportunity to pick a really good player that can help this team win next season. want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles, go.